Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Eason here with Life Coach Dean McMurray sitting in for Linda Armstrong, and this is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Linda's got a bit of a family thing she's got to deal with today, but she'll be back next week, and so we'll miss her, of course. But uh, Dean jumped it from Tuesday up to Friday. <laughs> we started you on a Friday. We took you to Tuesday. Now you're back to Friday. You, you must have Friday, like, you know, right? whiplash going on or something, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, uh, you beat me on the draw, like always with your intro music, right? I almost wanted to go like this with my phone and kind of like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Get the smartphones out. Kind of my light, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we can start a movement. I don't know. That'd be fun. I'd like that. Feeling kind of <laughs> froggy this afternoon, I guess, evidently. So. Well, you know, we're recording on a Friday. It's late afternoon here right. in the East Coast. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just kind of a reminder the weekend's about here, even though it's going to be a bit of an ice stormy weekend. But, you know. Yeah. Right. And I know this neck of the woods that I'm in, um, super cold, like polar mm. vortex, like almost 60 blow up by the Canadian border. I mean, Ooh. yeah. And where I am, it's like 36 below right now. So yeah, it's just a, you know, and we had that, great weather. Like that's, that's what my wife calls freeze your nose hair is cold. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably putting it nice. It's, I call it stupid cold, and I grew up in this, you know, this area. And you know, I remember, you know, before we get off the subject of weather, but I remember <laughs> before they changed the uh, wind chill tables back in the eighties, mm. uh, the wind chill value one time was, uh, uh, I think, it was around a hundred below. And it's just like, it gets so cold. It's just, it doesn't even matter anymore. It's, it's stupid. Well, anything <laughs> below 50 below, anything that's right. cold than that, you just don't go outside anyway. So, I mean, right. it almost doesn't even make a difference because you go outside, well, your, your yeah. instant freeze bite, frostbite, you know, frostbite. What's the thing called? Frostbite. That's frostbite. It. Freeze yeah. bite. It doesn't freeze matter. Bite, whatever. You're, you're, you're <laughs> it's hurt. cold, whatever. You're hurting. You're getting bit by something. But yeah, I remember that's vehicles right. stalling on the road. And yeah, that was back in the, what? early mid eighties and crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, stay warm wherever you are. Um, doesn't matter where in the world you live, but stay safe. Be yeah, aware. That's, that's what I'm planning to do. It's not going to be that cold here. I mean, it's going to be cold <laughs> enough, but it's not going to be that cold, but, uh, well, I'm just staying. I'm actually going to do a online presentation on Saturday. So, Ooh. you know, that's a, that's a good way to stay in, you know, to stay warm. There you now. go. There yeah. you go. Nice. So it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we had some emails. Like I said, I'm going to save uh, a couple of them for Linda next week, but one of them was sort of a generic one um, from Barbie. Uh, she wrote it to me and Linda, but it was kind of covering a wider range. She said, thank you and Linda for Friday's episode because it encouraged me to study Ho'oponopono this year as this was like the third or fourth time hearing it mentioned. And I have to admit, we do mention it fairly often on the show. She said, it's a very calming practice. So thank you for the reminder. So you're welcome, Barbie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that is a very powerful exercise. And mm. for for those folks that have not um, ever experienced it or tried it, it's it's a good mantra. It's a good, you know, exercise to do. And um, so, yeah, I'm glad that uh, Barbie was able to have that experience. So that was awesome. Me too. Yeah. And you're right. It's a good exercise. Yeah. I love the story, the stories that are associated with it when it was, uh, among the first few times tried in what I will call its westernized form, even though it comes from the Pacific, uh, originally, sure. but, but in, in the form that, uh, 
I can't remember what the gentleman's name is, Dr. Somebody or other, who uh, kind of turned it into the Western form where it's the, basically the four phrase method that Joe Vitale talks is about. It, is it, yeah, I was going to say Dr. Joe Vitale, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a big proponent of that. But, uh, but, yeah. but he picked it up from this other guy, and I can't think what the other guy's name sure. is. And the guy drew it from the original. There's a very uh, Dr. original, Hopono. traditional... I'm just uh, messing with you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just it's a name it that's there. that difficult, but no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, it, among, it, among those original a, stories that are really cool is how uh, that originator, whatever his name was, right. used it in a hospital setting. And it was oh. a mental hospital. It was a mental hospital that had a lot of criminal elements in it because very often uh, judges will sentence criminals Sure. with uh, mental illnesses to, you know, a criminal mental hospital. And it was in decay. It was falling apart. The uh, staff that were working there were really, really low vibe. They were just, you know, very depressed. They, they were, you know, people were always having their resumes out, trying to find another place to go to. Um, you know, the crime rate was high within the, the facility. I mean, everything was just really, really terrible. And this guy just went through for, I think, a period of a year, just taking each of the different inmate records and walking through the halls and doing the, the, the four line mantra. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. And that's all he did. And within, I think it was a one or two year period, the entire facility turned around. Mm. Uh, the inmates started to get released because they, they were improving enough they could actually be released into the community. And in like a two or three year period, the entire facility was closed down because there were no more inmates. Isn't that crazy? Like, holy cow. <laughs> All right. Think what you can do in your own life with that or, you know, the people that you can help around, you know, your your fellow man, woman, right? Uh, human um, around you. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just amazing. Yeah. 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 Shows yeah, the real power of, of, of the, the, what we often call the positive mindset. Right. Although I, I kind of avoid that term. The, the I prefer mindset. I like right. that better. Right. You know, feeling well, can, the stuff that feels good to you and that, that is high vibe and so forth. Yeah. That mindset produces amazing, unexpected results, often not directly related to your own life. Your own life may not necessarily be always experiencing it. It could be somebody else's life was experiencing it. Maybe we could refer to it as the power of love for this episode, right? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Very nice. Maybe. Yeah. The power well, of and, love. And, and, and they're all, they're, you know, all in the same, you know, wavelength, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. I'm still flabbergasted by what just simple connections to that vibration, that frequency, even in small doses can do and the, the mountains that it can move, so to speak. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and the results that you can see. Um, but it takes, you know, it takes the tenacity to stick with it. Right. It does. Uh, yeah. you talked about this doctor walking through the halls in a, however long period, one, two year. And he could have said, you know what? It's not doing nothing. Don't see any results. All too often. I think we give up. Before we, mm. you know, I think, uh, what Point. Napoleon Hill talked about is, you know, um, three feet from gold, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times we're giving up just before we're seeing the results or the, the results that we're trying to attract to us. And, uh, so 
you know, hats off to the, uh, the doctor did that did that. And I mm. think that just lends credence to, um, what you can do when you're connecting with, you know, vibrations of that caliber. I think that's yeah. just awesome. No doubt about it. And I like the idea that you're calling it the power of love for a couple of reasons, because as, as you pointed out to me before we started the podcast today, we are recording this two days before Valentine's Day. I mean, what better day to associate with the power of love, right? Power of love. And it should be every day. It's not, shouldn't just be one, one day out of the calendar year, right? Um, right. But, but it's good uh, to have a day that we actually focus on it in a big way. It's kind of a right. It brings really everybody's awareness, you know? right? Yeah. yeah, which and, is a good thing. And and I know we were talking before we came live about um, kind of diving in maybe a little bit later on on you know Valentine's Day and and how many emotions that can evoke, right? The people mm-hmm. that feel um, sadness because their love, um, whether it's a family member, maybe their soulmate or whomever uh, is now in, in spirit. Um, or maybe it's somebody, and, and you talked about this, Walt, was, um, you know, maybe they haven't been in a relationship and they're feeling the lack and looking at everybody else around them, the, uh, you know, keeping up with the Johnson, or the, you know, the Johnson mentality right. of, um, you know, I don't have a date or I don't have somebody to show me that love. And or to reciprocate that and, you know, sitting in a really commercialized day, right? And saying, you know, where's my chocolates? Where's my, you know, or whatever you do and, and, and feeling lack and, but realizing and completely forgetting that, you know, what do we need? And it brings up a big question. Do we need somebody outside of ourselves to show us love? Oh boy, you, Ooh, you just wait. gave me the absolute perfect segue. I, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how good of a See, segue. That's why this you is. asked me on. See, you know, I'm just, See, I'm tuning it. into your mind, Walt. Just hold yeah. still. I'm focusing. This is Ooh, this guy's not the military medium for nothing. Let me tell you. <laughs> but right, but, uh, do we need do we need others to 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 you know well, give well, us? Well, let me tell you what I was referring. Let me tell you what I was referring to because I picked yeah. up something. This is a, on one of the Facebook LOA groups. Yes. And this is the, a, a very typical kind of thing. You see this question a lot, although this right. particular take, you don't see it quite as often because you don't normally hear the after story. This is what kind right. of, this is referring to as the after story. Um, but it's the, the, the very common question of I'm trying to manifest an SP, a, a specific person or a special mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And this person did it but with an unexpected result. So let me read to you what she said. She said, I manifested my SP and guess what? I am still unhappy. He wants to live with me and start a family, which is great, but I'm feeling more anxious than ever. I don't know if it's because I've been single for almost two years and now I have to adjust to being with someone or Mm. if he's not compatible or, or if I'm afraid of moving forward, maybe afraid of growth and change. I am so confused and constantly worried. I used to pray for him and now I am the one telling him I need more time. Isn't it weird? It's actually funny. And, And if it wasn't an important decision about my future in my life, I would laugh. Anyone else been through something like this? How do I figure out what I'm feeling and what I'm afraid of? Mm. So there's another way that people sure. can be frustrated by what's going on with, you know, as we approach the Valentine's right. Day holiday. Mm. So what's your take? What do you think? And, well, you know, I think it could be a couple, you know, you could really interpret it a couple ways. One, you're very steadfast in your ways over 
the years of being single. I get that, right? I think we can all relate um, at some point, unless you've been in a relationship since, you know, you were knee high to a grasshopper. But the thing that I would share is that, um, you know, being really to be really happy in a dual relationship. It is Dean's not only personal, but intuitive, I guess, guidance that we need to be good and happy with ourselves to be in a place that's saying, you know what? I would love to be in a uh, committed giving and receiving equal partnership with somebody that I enjoy spending time with. But at the same time, if I'm not happy with Dean, guess what? I'm not going to be happy with Jim, Josie, Janny. What I don't care what your name is or who you are. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if it's romantic or not. You're not going to be happy because there's still going to be lack. There's still going to be something missing. And guess what? It's at home plate. And same because there's you're not happy with yourself. Yeah. And so when a lot of people say when they get out of a relate, what, you know, in this very typical, right? Somebody breaks up, <clears throat> you know, what do they do? They get right back, get right back on that horse and you get mm-hmm. right back out there. And then they get in a, what they consider a rebound uh, situation, right? They just, you know, they, they find somebody that might date a little bit, or maybe they don't even date. Maybe they just have a one night stand, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. whatever their lifestyle choice, right? And, but it, it doesn't last long is the answer. Right. And they still, they might feel all the feels for a while, but then it's very lacking. And then it's just like trails off again. And then they're back in that same boat of saying, eh, I don't, you know, I don't feel supported. I don't feel loved. I don't feel whole, whatever those labels are. And, but if we were to back the bus up, right after that breakup or maybe even before if we're if we're fortunate enough and go let me start with me and what is it about me that i need to love more what is it about me that and while you talked about this exercise several times in our previous shows is you know that mirror exercise right i right. love you Absolutely. and saying that to yourself until you really believe it when you go, you know, you see yourself in the mirror and you go, I love you. And you should be able to go, oh, shucks, you too. You know, and be like, <laughs> you feel your love, right? And say, play with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so when, and when you love yourself, what happens? It, I mean, it's common sense. You're more confident. You're exuding all the, the vibe that people want to be around, not only your romantic partners, but business partners. You're going to, mm-hmm. and there's actually, um, Napoleon Hill, we were just talking about it. Uh, Napoleon Hill, but there's a chapter um, in Think and Grow Rich, if anybody's ever read it, there's a chapter about leveraging sexuality. That's and true. yeah, it is. And yeah. um, talking about it's not about dressing slinky. I mean, nope. I, I get it, sex sells and all that great stuff, but that's visual. We're talking about the vibe of somebody that's confident and exudes that the opposite sex or somebody that attracts maybe the same sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. but sexuality and talking about how they use that to leverage. But guess what? Ain't going to be no gas in the tank if you don't love yourself first. That's right. And starting the, you know, the baby steps, the, you know, if you think of building the home, 
start with the firm foundation of saying, do you love yourself first? And, and Walt, I know on our, you know, on our Tuesday show, I, I think I shared with this with you before and the listeners that, um, when my wife and I first start, you know, before we were engaged and got married, um, one of the things that I asked her when we were dating and I wasn't even open to my spirituality or anything, and maybe I was divinely guided, but, um, I asked her, I said, which, you know, thinking back, it's kind of totally out of character, but for me, <laughs> but <laughs> I said, are you happy with you? Mm. Because I didn't want somebody quite honestly, I think, you know, let's just be honest. I think we've all had people in our lives. I don't care who you are that have been broken. And we've all had people in our lives that we've tried to fix. We've all had people in our life at some level. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when you meet the person that you're like, God, I really like this person and I really want to take, but it's just, you want to make sure that, or at least I did that, you know, Hey, are you happy with you? Because I can't do that for you. I, I mean, I can provide right. an external, you know, presence and, you know, part, but I can't, you can't do it for them. I, I you're can't right. make you happy in the way you can. Right. And, you know, and, uh, when she said yes, and then you can kind of tell, right? Um, oh, it's pretty obvious. It's it doesn't pretty take obvious. Whole, you don't have to be a psychic in order to pick that one and up. That's right. Blind psychic <laughs> could tell you that, right? And to the blind psychics, I'm sorry, but I just had <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that I would share is this is again, going back to the basics, the building blocks of if you don't love yourself first. Really, in my opinion, nothing else matters because it is just external layers upon that. So do you really need somebody else to make you feel whole or to love you in a day? That's a big warning sign. That's a a big red flag. And a lot of people overlook that one. It's, it's a, you know, I'm sure it's a billion dollar business, you know, Hallmark, uh, you know, what's the other, what's a chocolate, you know, the, uh, the little chalky candies that say, I love you. And you know, what's interesting. Oh, the Hershey's, the, the kisses. Oh, no, the, uh, the little, uh, nasty candies, the hard. Oh, ones those things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with the, with the stamps are. on it. Um, but you know, what's interesting to me, Walt, everything is in, in, uh, Valentine's, you know, for, for the commercialization has is is marketed to like from you to somebody else it's not you to you and i get it you could can you buy yourself flowers yep can you buy yourself a card and chocolate yep if you want to do that you take yourself out to dinner um some people do that and that's cool um but it's interesting because there's an aspect of marketing on that other individual to make them feel good. And if they don't, and there's some people that actually feel that if their significant other, whoever that is, does not oh yeah, do something specific for that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy hell. Like, you know, oh my God, we didn't do anything for Valentine's day, you know? And, um, and, and I won't lie, you know, having kids and, and everything with the family, we do a little something, but it's not grandiose, but I, um, and I won't lie either. Like when I was dating my wife, uh, of course I tried to woo her with, you know, all the flowers and, yeah. you know, kind of going on in my way. But the thing I would share is, you know, at the end of the day, I know that there was something within me 
that was saying, hey, you got to be good with you first. I agree. Because it doesn't matter all the chocolates and all the flowers and all the romantic dinners and whatever are not – it's only going to go so far and then it's going to, you know, it's like a in tank fact, of gas. You got to continue. In fact, I, I would add two things to it because I think Absolutely. you're spot on right on the money. Um, the first thing I would add is a reminder of what an Ab- Abraham Hicks often says. You always take yourself with you. Mm-hmm. So if, if you leave, whether it be a job, a relationship, mm-hmm. it, it, it could be anything that you leave, you take yourself with you. Yeah. And that's why we end up repeating um they talk what would you call it there's a you, you were right there was a term that they use about being on the rebound or something like that yeah. but what it really but what what it really is all about is you're bringing yourself with you so you're recreating the same uh situation you had before but with a different person right and so until you address that and you were exactly right the way to address that is by increasing self-love until you address that you're going to continue to have the same experiences right. over and over again that's one of the things i had to learn more, more precisely what i had to learn was that I was sabotaging myself because of my lack of self-love. Not that I didn't love myself. This is something that to me is a really important point. Everybody loves themselves. Even the so-called broken people. I actually don't think there's anybody who's broken, but even the so-called broken people love right. themselves. We, we, we must not lose sight of that fact. You cannot be alive without loving yourself. It is not possible to do right so everybody loves themselves to a degree the question is how much do you love yourself and how often do you love yourself how Mm. often are you feeding how how often are you basically replenishing your own love supply your own energy supply Mm. because you can't give love to somebody else if you don't have enough to give that's one of the, the things that i think is a real um misnomer or misunderstood point among large numbers of people often, you know, it can be often from religious viewpoints or, or just, you know, from self-help viewpoints and right. so forth right. that, that you, you, the best thing you can always do is to give love to somebody else. That is true to a point, but it overlooks the key fact. You have to have the love to give first. Mm-hmm. If you ha- don't have enough love for yourself, all you're going to do is deplete yourself by giving well, love well, to somebody else. And that, and that's what would be you, the, what would be the counter to somebody saying, but Walt, um, you know, I, I never learned how to love myself. I grew up in a, a home that I was never shown love. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, you know, maybe I was very abused. It was very nasty childhood. And then growing mm-hmm. up, I never had any long-term relationships. Sure. And I just go from basically feeling like I go from broken home to broken home to broken home. And I never really learned how to love and maybe in a healthy way or in a way that is healthy for me. Um, what would be something that you would say to those folks that mm-hmm. never learned how to love, you know, using, I'll say that excuse of I never learned how to love. My, my first thing I would say is I've got good news for you. You're no different from everybody else. Everybody's in the exact same boat. They may not have experienced right. what you experienced. You, and and right. clearly that person has gone through some pretty horrific stuff. Yeah. They may not have experienced the horrors that you experienced, but everybody's in the same boat because we as a culture, and I don't mean just here in the United States, I mean globally, right. our global culture or cultures are, fa- they fail to be oriented toward building self-love. There's right. a lot about giving love in many cultures. There's a lot about being happy in some cultures. Right. There's very little about building self-love. 
Why do you and think that so, is? So it's, not, so it's not a surprise that you, you don't have experience um, right. you know, building self-love. You're not alone in that. I mean, uh, this is I, I've talked before uh, the last few weeks about how I'm preparing to be a public speaker. This is going right. to be my topic, you know, yeah. giving self right. or building self-love. And one of the key points that I, I am really going to be hammering home is that I wasn't taught how to I wasn't even taught the importance of self-love right. when I was right. growing up. It wasn't even a topic. And I I wasn't abused when I was growing up. Right. I, I you, actually grew up in a pretty good home. But I, right. I wasn't. And nobody I've ever talked to. I brought this topic up with numerous people, including people who are very much conscious creators. None of us have ever remembered in any right. time when we were growing up that we were taught how and when to increase self-love. So you're not alone in that. This is this is not making you something right. abnormal why, because you why, went through a why, horrific experience. Why do you think that is? Um, why do you feel that, you know, why do you think that, you know, there wasn't somebody talking about, you know, because I get it. Know. If you, they didn't they know. They didn't know. I can't recall any any major teachings from religions, from philosophers, I can't recall any of them emphasizing the importance of building self-love. In a few cases, I can think of them right. pointing to don't go too far with self-love, like you know, tr- shooting you shooting you down. Be, be more meek. Oh. Be more you know, yeah. in humility Salt and so the earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Dang. but that, that's about the only kind of teaching I can think of. And I've studied quite a bit. I mean, I, did, I didn't actually major in religion or comparative philosophy, but I might right. as well have because. I took as many of those courses as I did with my major. So you know, I, I, I should have sure, been. I just, sure. you know, just, just never actually did. But right. none of them, nobody, nobody ever talks about this. This is, this is something that's been lacking in human cultures for millennia, not right. just generations, millennia. It's been a long, long time. And I, I just think it's because we just weren't aware of it. We didn't, we right. didn't make the connection in the last. 50 years or so, our psychologists, particularly the positive psychologists, have been recognizing the important role that self-love plays. And so that, that to me is a really encouraging sign. But, you know, th- that's why people haven't learned about it because they, you, it wasn't part of the culture. Do you think that culture expanded or blossomed in the 60s and kind of more with the, I, I don't want to say the free love it. movement, but... But but it, it, it had an influence. Conscious awareness, yeah. Yeah, all of that. I mean, well, the 60s was a tumultuous time. And sure, today sure. is a tumultuous time. There, yep. There's a certain sure. parallel there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, any time that you have tumult of some kind, mm-hmm. uh, upset, new stuff's going to come in. And, yeah, the, yeah. the ideas well, about you know, different ways of looking at love are going to come up. And that's part sure. of what happened in the 60s. So, yes, I think that started it in some ways. Um, I think also what came out of the 60s was a little bit um, – I don't want to really dump on it, but let's just say it kind of got off track a few times. Sure. And, and so a lot of what, what was hoped for among those who were involved directly in 60s type stuff sure. um, didn't quite come to pass the way they were hoping it would. But that's, that's kind of normal. The, to the Aquarius and, and all yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I, I just, I'm not a, into astrology, but I've learned that yeah. we are currently in the age of Aquarius. I thought we'd sure. already passed it, but we actually just got here. So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, good, I didn't miss this it. Time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, oh okay. We made it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, you know, and you know, like everything old eventually will come new again. I mean, look, you know, bell bottoms and big collars came back. That's true. They went through <laughs> the seventies and into the eighties. I mean, good Lord. Right. So, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> 
But the good news is, I mean, we can we can invent it at any time. So even right. if you've been through horrific stuff in your life and you never really were right. trained, you didn't really, you don't really know how to begin loving yourself. Guess what? You already do. You already yeah. know how. If you've ever done anything for yourself for right. any reason whatsoever, you loved yourself in that moment. That's what. Well, that's part of what loving yourself right. is: is doing stuff. It's pampering yourself. It's taking care of yourself. It's and kind of serendipitous too. Up. It's kind of serendipitous too, Walt. That that you started the you know this episode out with uh, the Hopono Hopono. Yeah, uh, right. Piece because I mean that would be a great one if somebody is like, where do I even start? Or I'm so confused. Hey, just sit down and just breathe. It's a great and, point. Because usually start. that's used for for helping others, like you know the story of the right. hospital, but. It, and but, this came up in a conversation I had yeah. with somebody on Facebook. It works just as well when you're doing it for yourself. For yourself. It's sure. perfectly acceptable and, and perfectly effective to, to yeah. use it in that context. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, opponent opponent is a great way to start. Yeah. Really, there, there is no bad way to start. The only right. way to, the, I guess if there's one bad way to start, it's to just beat That's on yourself, so. <laughs> to criticize it. Well, there's that too. Right, right. Yeah. But, but just being, you know, if you're, chances are, if, if you've been through what your hypothetical person has been through, probably pretty self-critical. Right. So the worst thing to do is just keep, keep going with the self-criticism. Just tear yourself down constantly. And, and that's going to just wear away at you over time. That, that's going right. to lead to early death, yeah. really. Well, and I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of us at some, well, and I think almost every one of us at some point, in our lives have been overcritical of ourselves, right? We're mm-hmm. too fat. We're too thin. We're, we're not, we're not muscular enough. We're not, you know, this or we're not that, you right. know, I could have done better on the test. Da, 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 da. You know, it goes on and on and on where, you know, the old adage of we are our own worst enemy, but you know, talk at times and you know, you talk about the self love piece and the more you love yourself, the quieter that voice gets. And the more yes. your confidence goes up, right? And be like, Absolutely. you know what, you, you know what, Dean? Um, maybe this is internal dialogue. You know what, Dean? Um, even though you've never done that, you know what? I, I, I think we're good. We're good to go as far as giving that a, a college try. Let's go ahead and give that a try. And, and you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to learn. If it doesn't go the way we want, that's going to be a learning event. And so, or whatever you know, looking at things in a positive manner. So diminish the the negative self-talk and increase the empowering self-talk. And so when that, when the, when the vibration of love, self-love starts to increase, it's like you're switching gas tanks, right? And it's mm-hmm. what, what engine are you feeding? And if you start starving out the, the nasty, you know, over here, the, the empowerment piece comes back and be like, you know what? I, you know, I am pretty badass. I, right? hey, <laughs> you know, kind of the Joey Tribune, how you doing in the mirror, right? So yeah, it's yeah, like, right. <laughs> you know, and, but like we said, when you start getting that confidence and you start feeling good about you, that shows through. Like you show up different and you right. might not even know it. And it'd be like, oh my God, how come all these girls or guys or who it's because they feel your, your you know your confidence and exactly. even in even in the business world right god i really like their confidence they came in they really felt good you know we've all met people that are not confident with themselves by the and, way there's a key point i want to throw in here too that, that goes perfectly with what you're saying yeah. being confident does not mean you got everything together no 
In fact, I could tell you, I, I could tell you a great story about a guy I used to know. We were friends for a relatively short period of time, three or four years, maybe. And then yep. he ended up moving uh, quite far away. He went to, to New Orleans, actually, and never saw him again. And, and quite honestly, I didn't want to see him again, <laughs> as you'll, <laughs> you'll find out in a moment. But uh, the thing that was amazing about this guy was uh, I was single at the time. He was single. He loved being single, actually. And he was a woman magnet. I mean, literally, we the, the two of us would walk into a bar. I'd be ignored. Within five minutes, two or three women ha- had come over and handed them pieces of paper with their phone numbers on them. And he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there. Just sitting and there. I, and I'm thinking, how does he do this? I, I clearly right. had no idea how any of that worked. How did he do this? Well, he was right. extremely self-confident. In that sense, he was very much self-loving. Now, here's the interesting part. He was terrible at relationships. <laughs> so he, he, I mean, I actually was the best man at his wedding for a sure. marriage that lasted six months. Oh man. Because he couldn't hold the relationship together. Sure. So, so he was great. He was totally self-confident in terms of starting the relationship getting the partners to come to him and so forth, but he had no clue whatsoever how to maintain the relationship. Mm. Proving you yeah. don't have to have it all together in order to be self-confident. Right. Now, right. do I recommend that route? No, I don't recommend <laughs> that route. But it just goes to show you don't have to be right. perfect. Right. In order to build right. your self-love up in order to get people coming right. into your life, you don't have to be perfect at all. And, and so you can right. let go of that perfection requirement. It right. actually gets in the way, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. The other, the other know, thing I want to share too, there was one of those things, and this was my own personal story about what happened to me, because when I um, came of age, so to speak, I went to college like many people do. And uh, from that point on, it was just one frustration after another, one failed relationship after another, mm-hmm. literally Dean, sure. from the point where I was in college to when I met my wife at age 41, or actually more precisely about two months before I met my wife, uh-huh. I had the longest relationship I had ever had was two weeks. Oh, wow. And I, I mean, let me tell you, my mental state by the time I was in my forties was terrible. I mean, I was, it, it was just, I, I was in the worst place you could possibly be in. And I had been in the, that place for a long time. And I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand why I was having so much failure. Now, mm-hmm. self-love played a big role in it. I didn't understand that at the time either. Right. Right. But there was a secondary thing that went along with it. And I know now for a fact, if I had known the importance of building up my self-love, and if I had actually built it up, it would have taken care yeah. of the other issue. And it probably mm-hmm. would have done it in a way that I didn't even realize it was happening. Right. But that didn't happen. So this other issue kind of hung around. And the other issue was... Deep down, this is going to sound crazy, deep down, I believed that if I met a new woman, it was not going to work out before I even talked to her. Hmm. I just had this deep-seated belief sure. that there, that no one could possibly want me. Hmm. Now, if you had asked me that consciously during that time period, I would have said, no, that's not true. Because I really didn't think it was true. Right. But... There was that little that little sub pattern going on in the back of my head, and I didn't realize that was me. I had been the one who had built that up over time, and that pattern kept saying, "Well, you're not good enough for her. She's way out of your league. 
you know, (laughs) just, it was that kind of thing over and over and over again. And of course that became my experience, law of attraction, right? But you focus your attention. I I didn't intend to consciously, but I was focusing my attention on the fact that I believed I could not attract a woman into my life and have it work out. And so I did. And then, you know, what finally changed for me? I quit. I threw in the towel. I said, I give up. This is too painful. I just gone through like the latest non-relationship relationship. And let me tell you, it was, ex- it was exceedingly painful. It was just horribly painful. I was going to say with the title of non-relationship relationship, it sounds complicated. Oh, it, it, that would be giving it a nice aura. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Sure. And I came through that. And I was just so devastated. I said, I give up. I obviously I'm going to have to remain a bachelor for the rest of my life. Right. I quit relationships. I'm not going to have anything more to do with women. I'm done. I throw in the towel. And a month later, I got a phone call from a mutual friend. I was involved in swing dancing at that point in time. And uh, she was in that community. She says, uh, I have a friend who wants to meet you. Can I give you her phone number? And I said, absolutely not. I threw in the towel. I'm done with relationships. And she <laughs> knew the person who had been, I'd been in that non-relationship yeah. relationship situation. She knew that person. And I, and she said, well, it's because of, of her. I said, yeah, well, that's like the latest one in the series right. of the last 20 right. years, you know, but yeah, I'm done. She says, no, no, no. Now, fortunately, my friend was also a psychotherapist. So she kind of knew how to handle this. So she said, you know, don't, don't give up based on that. Just don't, don't do anything else. Just, just give her a call. Just don't do anything else. Just give her a call. Don't, don't try to make a date. Just <laughs> give her a call. And she talked me into it. I said, Oh, all right. <laughs> so I took the phone number, found out that she was available on Wednesday. So gave her a call and it went pretty well. It lasted about two hours. We had a good conversation, but hey, I'd been here before. <laughs> I wasn't going to fall for that one that easy. Sure, so, sure, so sure. I signed off nice, you know, and didn't promise I was going to call her back or anything like that. And then the following Wednesday came up like, well, that went pretty well. All right, let's give it a try one more time. Called again, another two-hour phone call. That one worked for you even better. And I said, well, I'm probably going to regret this, but all right. Let's try once more next week. Let's see what happens. So following Wednesday, once again, gave her a call. Once again, two hours on the call. And we're having a great time every time we're talking. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what's wrong with this woman? (laughs) 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 But I, something was hooking me in. And so I said, well, let's, let's, let's meet. And so we arranged to meet and we lived at that time about three miles away. Interestingly enough, we both lived in condos up on hills. If we had stood outside of our condos, we could have seen each other three miles away. Oh, interesting. But of course we, yeah, but right. of course we never did that. Um, but we met halfway in between at this restaurant that I'd been to once and she'd never been to before and they had terrible food, really, really bad. <laughs> but we, but we met there and this, this woman shows up and she's wearing this beat up I mean, really beat up straw hat that she thought of as quirky and fun. I thought just made her look like a hick. Um, and <laughs> for the entire time that we're sitting down together, she is refusing to look at me. Uh-huh. And I'm just feeling smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and she's just not looking at now. What I know in hindsight is that she was terrified of making eye contact with me. She had her own stuff that she was dealing with. Sure. And so the first date, let's just say, didn't go very well. <laughs> and I did not do the guy thing. I did not say I'd call you and then not call you. I just didn't say anything at all. 
was oh, like, wow. I, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I can't handle this. Oh, well, wow. interestingly enough, my friend who had introduced us, her birthday and my birthday and another woman's birthday, the three of us had our birthdays within like three or four days of each other. And this was two days before my birthday. And she was having a party for the three of us with a bunch of our friends, sort of a joint birthday party that night. So oh, I went man. to the birthday party and she says, so how did it go? And I said, oh, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so my friend Deborah says, um, well, you are going to give it the three date rule, right? And I said, hesitantly, oh, no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, well, that's where you give it three dates before you make a decision. I said, oh, do I really have to? <laughs> but Jen, she's a good therapist. She talked me into it. So I called back and uh, Louise and I met for a second time. The second date went a lot better. Um, third date went even better than that. And a month later, we were together. And the only way that could possibly have happened was because during that period of time, about one month where I had just given up entirely, I had on some level, in some way that I still to this day don't quite understand how I did it, I had let go of the idea that a woman could want me, could not, could, could not want me rather, could would, would have no interest in me. I'd let go of that somehow. And right. that right. gave me just enough self-love and self-confidence to be even more attractive and to allow the relationship to play out with some help, very good help from a friend who knew exactly what I was dealing with and right. kind of pushed right. me through it. You know? <laughs> But it really shows, my experience really shows. Now, of course, Louise and I have been together for, what is it now, 21, it'll be 22 years in, in oh, May that we met. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah so you know, we, we broke the two-week record. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. But, but, we, but, but it really shows how important it is to build that self-love up. And at the time, I didn't understand the importance of building up self-love. So it's not sure, like I did this sure. major effort. It was a small change that I made, basically because I threw in the towel. I just mm. basically let go of a really low energy, so I flew it up to an okay energy, and that was enough. So it's not like I, you have to do a whole lot of work on yourself before you start to see results. Now, do I recommend that you do continue to do a lot of work? Yeah. You talked about that voice that goes on in the back yeah. of your head. Do, the, do yeah. the mirror exercise for 30 days. It goes away entirely. So that's just one more advantage to doing it. There are a whole bunch of good reasons for building up the self-love on a regular basis. But my point is it doesn't take a lot. It just takes right. a little bit of movement, and then all of a sudden things start to happen. And not just in your love life either. Right, it happens right, in right. every aspect of your life. Right. So, right. yeah, this this self love thing is a big deal, really big deal. Well, right, and 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 like you said, it 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 can really affect every aspect and facet of your life. It's not just the you know the romantic aspect. It can be business. It can be physical. It can be whatever. Right. Your your mental and physical health. It can be everything. Um. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you know, when we strip away all the labels, when we take, it's all energy. It is. It, and so when you're dealing with and connecting with a high vibration of that, you know, and you're truly getting through what I call all the BS, because at first you're not going to believe it when you're saying, I love you. I love you. You're not going to believe it. But after a while, something magical happens and all of a sudden you start kind of like, Huh, I think I do love myself. You know, it's like a little, you start believing it. 
Right. Or you're going to be like me when I started off the first time. I was like, I love you. Oh God, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you told yourself off. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know? I came close to that actually. Throw yourself off. <laughs> let's but, just say, uh, like, like you said, I certainly didn't believe a word coming out of my own mouth. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I think we've all been there, Walt. You know, I think we've, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I feel like such a fraud sitting here. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I say that I love myself when I know? at my core that I'm still broken. How can I say that or do this? And I think we've all had an aspect of this. How can I do this or say this when I know there's a big part over here that's still broken or I'm continually working on? But, you know, what I've chosen to, if if that ever kind of tries to pop its head up, I always go, you know what? I'm always, if I'm still breathing, I'm still a work in progress. And I will never be done working on me until I take my last breath. That's true. So, you know, um, if you're, if you're breathing, you still got stuff, you still got baggage, you know, it's, but it doesn't have to be limiting. It, it doesn't have to hold you back. And I think that's the thing. And, and the biggest thing I know that, you know, we could talk all day on this, but one of the things is, is when we have days such as Valentine's Day coming up, right? Or another good one, Mother's Day, Father's mm-hmm. Day, things that single people out. And yeah. because it invokes a lot of emotions, like we'll just right. take Mother's Day, for example, because I believe that's the next one coming up and saying, Oh my God, how could you have a commercialized thing about Mother's Day? I lost my children in an accident or mm-hmm. I miscarried. Every time I think about this day, I go back to that. Or I'm unable to have children. Mm. Or, you know, or, or maybe somebody's, um, adopted. Oh my God. My mom gave me up. She didn't love mm-hmm. me. How yeah. could you have something celebrating mothers? Right. Or, you know, you know, so the list goes on and on and on and on. And, and really what it gets back to is love, self-love. Um, and when you're able to love yourself unconditionally, then you just turn that fire hose back out amongst the masses. And, you know, it's, you know, just admitting that, that, uh, that love everywhere else. And it's just like, you know, well, then, that's why it's so important to build up that love within yourself. Cause, right. What happens is we, it's not like we have unlimited need for love. We, we feel that way, especially if we find somebody else who, like you said, fills you in, fills the gaps and so right, forth. Right. But, but really we don't, we don't have this unlimited need for love. What we have is a need for some amount, uh, X amount. I, I, I mean, it's going to be different for everybody what X is, but there's always that X amount, but it's not, it's not an unlimited amount. It's a finite amount. And above that amount, right. that's where you have love to give. That's where love to give comes from. So, I mean, before I was talking about how you got to have the love to give, that's where you get it from. You get right. it from building up the self-love and then you kind of exceed that threshold. And now all of a sudden, and, and it's not like you have to do anything about it. It's not like you have to plan. Okay. Once mm-hmm. I get to that threshold, then I'm going to start giving love. No, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is just get to the threshold. The love starts going out all by itself. Right. It's not like you have to plan it. You don't have to, I'm going to go love somebody today. You, you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes out. And that's where the whole self-confidence thing comes in. Right. That's, right. that's why it is that there are certain people who just seem sexy. There are some people who just seem attractive. It's because they have a threshold of love that they need. And for whatever reason, they're able to fill in that need. Right. And then there's a leftover and that's the spillover. That's what you're sensing. Right. Right. 
So in, in that sense, we're all psychics. We're right. all picking up on that. Well, we absolutely maybe it's the pheromones. Maybe it's the pheromones. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> maybe they find the secret sauce and rub on themselves. Yeah, right. Um, you know, deer glands. <laughs> you know, deer glands. Now we're getting weird. I don't know. Okay. Um, but the thing I, I, I won't even change, ask you where the I, deer glands came from. I mean, is that like out of your secret life or something? <laughs> Actually, you know where the deer glands come from because you know I grew up hunting. And so with, with those, um, when they're in rut, so they, so urine, I don't want to get gross. We're certainly not going to, but one of the things is the glands are in the back legs. And so when does, um, and bucks are in rut, of course, there's glands by the back legs right. and where they, um, rub them or whatever, secrete, uh, different things. And of course, mix it with their, their fluids and, you know, mm-hmm. so, they can, uh, when the bucks are in rut and they know which females are and procreate and all that great stuff. But what I'm sharing, I guess that's a reason that I went to, do, you know, the glands like somebody, cause I, I remember my brother always kind of, uh, you know, we were kind of crazy and, um, my brother would always like throw a, a dole leg at me or something and be like, here, rub, rub that behind your ear and you'll, oh, you'll geez. get the bucks to come in. And they'd be like, you never do that for two bucks again. And that was the joke. That was was a joke. Sorry. Snare drum. Where is it? I know. I'll stay away from, I'll stay to my day job. I won't, uh, the, the, the comedian psychic. No, I don't, I don't think that has a good Uh, range. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I would say, you know, the the military medium works much better. Yeah. There we go. We'll just stay with that. But you know, the thing that I was going to share, I guess on a serious note, Walt was, you know, you talk about self love. Um, one of the things that I would also share, um, because you said that, you know, we really only need a, a, just a finite amount. It's like a sprinkling of, of love, um, from others to fill in the gaps. Right. Um, but the, the, the other piece is, is really people are the end of the day, they're just hoping to be seen at some level, like see me. I want you to see me. And because so many times we see each other physically like i saw you pass in the street or whatever but we just you know pass by in a sense and we don't see each other to the soul level and we talked about this too it's interesting we go back to our previous conversations but we talked about you did um kind of when you were talking about the mirror exercise but talking about um if you and it, and it's the most uncomfortable exercise I think I've ever done. But if you've ever had to sit face to face to somebody, look in each other's oh, yeah. eyes. Yeah. And you don't see it, say anything. And sometimes you hold hands, sometimes not, but really look mm-hmm. like not, you know, beyond the color of the eye and like, you right. know, taking in like the doorway to the soul, so to speak. Exactly. And really see somebody. And it is, you feel so naked not like yes. without clothes but like there's nowhere to hide there's a vulnerability and, to it yeah yeah and it is really un- it, it is like when you first do this it, it's like uh, you know like uh, you know it's like it's just uncomfortable but then when you get more used to it it's like here i am i'm over here you know it's right like, right hey how you doing you know and it, no, it, it's, it's it's a fun party exercise for if if you have a group of people who've never done it before you pair people off, preferably people who are not already involved with each other, people who don't right. you know, have that right. kind of connection. And you pair them off, and then you see who can hold out the longest before they burst into laughter. 
Right. Because that is the common reflex. When, when, you, when you're engaged in that activity, one person is gazing longingly into the other person's eyes, you know, lovingly, and the other person is trying to hold back from laughing. And, and right. in most cases, it's like 10 to 15 seconds. That's about the best most people could do. <laughs> Some people can hang out for like a half minute to a minute, but they're pretty rare. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's an interesting thing. And it's for it the is. reasons that you describe, because it, there's, there's that lack of comfort of, oh my right. God, I, I'm, I'm being seen for who I really am. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With your whole soul hanging right That's out right. in front of yeah. everybody. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> but Don't yeah. Don't you have any is... sense of decency? I mean, I, I mean geez. <laughs> Don't they even, uh, don't they have loin chaos or what? What's going on? But yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, is, but it's, it's kind of a funny way to, to, to touch on something that actually is a really important point. It is. Um, and, there, and well, there's, there's, there's two points, I think. There, there's the point you want to bring in and the point I want to bring in. So let's do sure. both of them. So the one okay. I want to bring in is, um, tied to the idea of building self love, there is a second piece that if you combine the two together, it makes you unstoppable. And that second piece is your social connectedness. And by social connectedness, I don't mean how many people do you know. I mean, how many deep relationships do you have with friends, people that you, you feel yeah. comfortable going into the, the, the tough stuff about and so forth. Because yeah. um, the depth of your social connectedness, I'm positive psychologists have already identified this. The, the 0.7 factor, which sounds like nothing, but it's actually a really, really big factor. It's twice the power of the likelihood that you'll get cancer if you smoke cigarettes. I mean, it's that strong of a correlation. That's just on the social connectedness, Peach. If you take the social connectedness in a deep kind of social connectedness and tie it to building self-love, doing both at the same time, you will get everything you want in life. There is nothing you can you, you will fail to attract. And all those little resistances and the blocks that we put up and so forth, they melt away when you combine those two factors together. Because now, not only are you building yourself up, but on those occasions, like where I was meeting Louise for the first time and it wasn't working well, I had my friend Deborah to talk to. And sure. Deborah was willing to help me you know, get through it. That combination is a winning combination. You can't be defeated if you have both of those things going. So I just want to make sure I got that out there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think that's an important um, aspect to bring in as well. So, yeah. So all those uh, elements, and of course, I was just bringing up the the aspect of, of being seen kind of at that soul level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, talking about, I think, combined together, making this... I don't know what you want to say. Maybe like a, could we, could we call it the soul stew? Could we call it the, I don't sure, know what you call it, but whatever <laughs> it is that, that, that combines together, but all these key, you know, elements, you know, just bringing a tremendous powerhouse of energy, uh, when they're combined. And, but it, it starts with a simple step it does. And, in any direction and, Everything. Nice thing is, even if you go in the wrong direction, you'll get a signal. <laughs> well, even if you're going, you know, and really, is there any wrong direction? Not really. Not when we ultimately. look at it, it's a direction, yeah. it's movement. So to get yeah. energy moving, because we don't want energy stagnant, we want it in movement, yes. right? Yes. And so even if it's maybe initially away from the direction of your goals and dreams, eventually we understand that by just by default, eventually you might take the long way around, but eventually it, you know, the law of, you know, energy and return and everything tells us that, you know, yeah, it, you're going to, it's going to take a little bit longer, but you're going to get back to the point where you wanted to be before. 
Mm-hmm. But you got a little bit different journey ahead of you by going and, the you're going. And the good news is just by taking steps, like you said, of any kind, right? You know, um, we certainly recommend stuff that builds up your, your self love, but whatever sure. steps you take, yeah. um, you are, like you said, you're, you're, you're moving energy. The only right. thing that you can really do that fails is to not move energy. Right. To just kind right. of be the, the couch potato who just sits there and dwells on the fact that nothing's going right, which people do. I mean, that's where depression right. I comes know from. they do. I know they that's do. where anxiety yes. comes from. That's where worry comes from. Right. And, and it's, it's a very serious problem. It's, it's one of the reasons why I've been getting ready to, to do my talks and I'm reaching out right. now to colleges and universities because I mean, my God, Dean, I, I did some research on it as I was, you know, getting ready to do this. Um, and I took a look at the 2019 National College Health Assessment, which is done every year, but this was the right. 2019 report. And when I added up the data, you know, they, they have lots of data points that they reported. I added up the data. 98.4% of all college students experienced moderate to severe stress. 98.4%. Yep. I mean, this is, this is like epidemic proportions. This, this yeah. makes COVID look weak by comparison, you know? Right. And, it, it, it's a really strong indicator that this is a big, big deal that really needs to be addressed. It's one of the reasons why I want to do this public speaking to the colleges. Um, but it also means that, first of all, you're not alone if you're in a place of depression, if you're in a place of anxiety or right. worry. And second of all, the, this is the big message, big message we hope you're taking away from this. No matter how bad it is, it can start getting better right now. Right. All you got to yeah. do is just get that energy moving in some way. Right. Your exercises right. are a great way. If that's too much, do something else. Do something just for yourself. You know, go out for an ice cream. You know, right. take a change, walk, whatever change it is you enjoy. Routine. Yep. I mean, Cindy Chavez says one of the best things you can do is rearrange your furniture. It's a great point. Yep. Just by changing your environment around, yes. you shift the energy. Yep. Do something to shift now, up the energy. That's now you got to walk right instead of left to, to that's right. get to the easy chair. You know, it's like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah just for just sure. shift it. Shake it up a bit. Just yep. shake something up. That makes shake, all the difference yeah. in the world. And well, and you know, and the other thing too is, you know, during this pandemic time, you know, people dealing with it, of course, everybody is in different states, but for a lot of people, I was, I was going to say, you know, it'd be really interesting is find out the correlation of people in the Navy that work on submarines because they're under, mm-hmm. you know, they're under the water for long periods of time. They're mm-hmm. in a tube. They can't go, you know, I know they're pretty big, they're but they can't pretty go. Limited, though. Yeah, it's not like you can open the door and walk out. Not right? really, no. <laughs> it's like, hey, close the door. Um, and then the other thing, a lot of people, um, you know, for a lot of people, they feel that they're shut in or at mm-hmm. least their world has changed to the point where they feel that way. So whether they're college, uh, which is, uh, like you said, a pandemic, uh, proportions, the also the same, um, is, um, high schoolers, uh, middle schoolers committing suicide at a long oh, yeah. rate as well through the country and that this, absolutely this as well. And, you know, talking about that as well. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, it would be interesting to, you know, I get at the Navy. Um, I'm just trying to draw some correlations, but understand that you have a, a certain routine to, you know, to man and operate the submarine and ships mm-hmm. and, but like, how do you keep from going a bit crazy? How do you yeah. keep from like, and, and I get it. We talked about self-love. We talked to, and that helps a lot because it builds resiliency. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, um, you know, exercise, diet, 
moving energy, but you know, what are some, you know, just some things that people can do. And you talked about it though, is just doing something even small. Just to shake it up. That's completely different from what you've been doing. Like if you walk left, go right or whatever, or clean out a closet, clean out, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, go clean the interior car. I don't know. Um, take apart your bicycle if it's in your apartment. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do, you know, do some, it could be even very small. Um, but, um, like you said, I, I think that was great to start shaking up the energy. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to bring the episode to a close because that's really the ultimate point that we need to bring people to. So. Well done. I, well done. Did a good job there. Well, and I just wanted to, before you close it out, Walt, I just want to remind everybody with, with Valentine's Day coming up that, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, we see you here at LOA today and we love you. Um, yes. and please find a space that you can take steps to move forward to love yourself if you haven't already. And, you know, and maybe be the light for somebody else. Um, if you have, I love it. uh, if you're in a space to share. So it's a great um, point because we, we tend to think that, well, there's not enough love to go around. Actually, there's a whole bunch of love that's been, that other people <laughs> okay. have spilled over that's just waiting for you to be there to grab it. Right. You just have to, you, you just have to get yourself into the mindset that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what your message really gave us a great feeling of that. Yeah. Here at all the way today, we do love you. I mean, that, that, that love is there to be taken. All you got to do is just yeah. grab onto it and put it to use. And, and once again, that means putting it to use, getting it, yes. you know, getting the energy yeah. shook up, yeah. do like, something. Go, you know, just, go, go shake it up. Go shake do something. It. Get up, you know, right. <laughs> do the laundry, yeah, do, something. Do, the laundry. <laughs> do something. But yeah. So you never know that one person that needs to hear this message. Yeah. Um, you know, the trust that it, you know, that one person or maybe many that, um, hear this message, it can help them or, you know, I think that so. they got it. I think they got yeah, it. Perfect. So thanks for sitting in for Linda this week. Appreciate hey, it, it very was, much. It was an honor. And I, you know, look forward to catching, uh, next week's shows with Linda and yeah, thanks for inviting me. And we'll be talking to you on Tuesday as well. So um, yes, I'll be back with the uh, terrific Tuesdays. Terrific Tuesday. All right. <laughs> Good thing to tune into. So thank you very much, Dean. Thank you, especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.